Welcome to The Home Medic. You are listening to the series on summer preparation for your home. Welcome to The Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital. Heidi Hansine. Hey, good to be here. A pleasure as always. As always. This time around, we are talking about how to prepare your home for summer. That is exciting to me. I'm excited to learn about that because I know I've got some preparations to make. Yeah, it's pretty much that time of year where we're recording this in uh, early May. And, you know, there's a lot of things that if you don't get them right, I guess there's the $10 and $10,000 rule that applies here too. We're going to talk about some of those. I've got some good stories. Yeah, it's kind of it's take care of it right now or you're stuck until next year and you've got problems that are building up too, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Speaking of stuck until next year, I got to tell you the story. I just barely did a home inspection for a lady who says that her son came banging on her door in the middle of the night. He told her that there's a war going on inside his bedroom wall. <laughs> a war. <laughs> a war. And so she basically said, no, it's just tree branches banging against the house. Go to bed, you know. Right. And it turned out that there was actually a family of raccoons that had decided to nest inside her son's bedroom wall. Wow. And there was a war going on. Yeah. Maybe the war Some was sibling her rivalry, giving birth. Scratching or, each yeah, other or Yeah. Who knows fighting? what they were doing. Mating? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they found out about it, and now it's springtime, and you know they don't want to seal that up. They don't want to have raccoon carcasses inside the bedroom wall. Ooh, yeah. So they thought about it, and they decided to basically just let them continue to live and grow until they left, and then they sealed it up. So when are they going to leave? Are they hoping that they'll move out? Yeah, they. I guess time? that event did happen, but you know that kind of goes back to the ten dollar and ten thousand dollar fix. <laughs> they got I mean, lucky. Yeah, They're the ten thousand dollar fix left. would have been uh, maybe they scratched through the walls, and then you got a mama raccoon, you know, bear that's looking at the sun and, and saying, "You're in my house." Right. <laughs> or maybe they urinated in the wall and, and ruined then, the sheetrock and. And then the son goes to the hospital. Right. You're getting good at this, Heidi. Contamination. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning from you. The reference to the $10 and $10,000 rule on this one is let's just make sure that we have the summer preparation done because otherwise the raccoons make us wait. Mm, they sure do. Okay, starting with the roof, and you know, I have a thousand raccoon stories. One of them was actually a home up in one of the ritzy towns that's fairly close to us. And apparently you had somebody who was in love with this old home. It was built like in 1945-ish. Hmm. And they didn't want to tear this home down, but they had millions of dollars. I see. So what they did is they actually built a new home around the old one. <laughs> no, I've, I've heard of that before. Yeah. Was it like on the top of it, just right incorporating yeah. it as part of the home? Yeah, pretty much. It's one of those, uh, what is it in English? Adverbs or prepositions? Everything a, a worm can do to an apple. It was In, it, out, it, through, yeah. over, above, <laughs> <That's> under. <right. laughs> yeah, it was completely all the way around this house and above. You know, they built a second story above it, you know, they, and they preserved this old house. Wow. But in the meantime, you've got this set of raccoons that got up on a tree, up onto the older house, into the eaves of the newer house, and that's where they nested. 
Oh my goodness. And this is the one where, and I've told this story in some other segments, but I was called out to do the inspection because there was water stains in the outer corners. Is that the one where they weren't really water stains? Yeah, and it wasn't water stains. It was yeah. it was raccoon urine and yucky yucky. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so you know the moral of that story. This is not necessarily a direct example of how to prep your home for summer, but the same kind of things apply. I mean, if you've got eaves that have gaps, maybe the wind has knocked them out or whatever. Mm-hmm. In the wintertime, there's much less that you can do about it. But in the springtime, when you can get to it, you need to get to it before the raccoons find it and the birds. And So what time of year is the time that raccoons like to move in? Maybe we should tell people that because they're probably really curious when the raccoons might come and go in case, just in case they Boy, have some. Boy, that is a good question. I'm thinking they're going to do that when they can get to a property and when they feel the need. So would that be in the fall or the you know, winter when it starts be, to get cold? That may be year round. I'm thinking yeah. that perhaps, uh, you know, if it's a raccoon, they're going to be relying perhaps on tree branches. And honestly, I don't think I have a good answer to that question, but it seems like people find more raccoon issues in the springtime hmm. than perhaps other times of year. Why that is, I don't think I have the answer to that. Well, maybe it's because that's when you you start to notice food being available. Of course, I'm not the expert. I'm just throwing a guess out there, but maybe they've been kind of hanging out, hibernating in the winter, not necessarily hibernating, but now they want food. They're coming out to get all the fresh nuts and yeah, and as maybe as they're uh, spreading out treats. to new environments, maybe they're finding a new home as well. And maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. May, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe we're not experts on that. it's possible. But we, okay, I have a thought on that category. Actually, if you've got Mama Raccoon that's pregnant and she's going to have her pups in the spring, she's got to find a new house. Ah, very good, Garth. Now that's making some scientific sense. So as we're finding a new house, yeah, we're abandoning the old uh, one-room bungalow, and we're going for the Rambler. That makes sense. Yeah. We want to get the eaves taken care of before. So eaves are a big deal. You thought we were talking about raccoons, but we're not. We're talking about eaves. That's right. Roof eaves. Yeah. Roofing eaves. We're just telling good raccoon stories (laughs) and, uh, and pretending that it has to do with eaves. Well, and it does, so. And in a similar category, I have actually seen dead mice located on a roof directly underneath a turtle vent. Now, a turtle vent is basically a square vent that is close to the top of the roof. And they call it a turtle vent because it's basically just a hole in the roof with a shell on it. Right. And those are most common. The downside to those is they can be, depending on how things go, they can be a pathway for mice, etc. Once they're onto the roof to get up into the attic. Right. They're great for letting the heat out of the roof. Right. I have some, and they actually will help save your shingles. But it is another pathway for a mouse. It is another pathway. For mice. Being that we're, you know, we're relating this to summer prep, you know, you're going to want to get onto that roof at least once a year in the springtime to make sure that, you know, you don't have pathways onto the roof. You have your eaves in good shape. If you've got holes or the like, you know, you need to make sure those are taken care of. And then you're going to want to take a look at the chimney. Right. And while you're up there, you might want to throw some decon in there. We're not on the mouse topic, but maybe throw some decon in there if you're... Decon in the chimney. That would be interesting. No, no, what... no. Not, I mean, in the, under the, in oh. the roof. I mean, in the roof area, under... actually. Oh, I didn't uh, you're clarify. saying underneath the uh, I'm just saying the I vents. like having decon 
mouse proof too around sometimes. Oh, up in the attic. Yeah, just because you that, don't always have an active trap waiting for a mouse when it comes around. That makes sense. So I got onto a roof yesterday, and this is actually something that is fairly common that is really not on pretty much anybody's radar, but this particular chimney actually had a bowl-shaped chimney cap. Mm. This happens a lot more than anybody wants to think about, and like I say, it's on nobody's radar at all, but what happens is when you've got, and I'm going to call that concave. I don't know if it's concave or convex. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. I always get confused on those two as well. And, but let's no, say that concave is the right word. Concave means it's caved in. Okay. Vex means it... That makes sense. So your, your chimney cap outward. should be convex. It should be a crown. It should force the water off the edge of the right. chimney cap. Think water running off the rainbow. The rainbows are always shaped so that the water doesn't... Convex. We'll the, go for The that. rainbows are always shaped so that the water doesn't build up inside of them like what? a bucket. Make your chimney cap a rainbow. <laughs> that is something that everybody can remember. Yeah. So I don't think I've ever seen a bowl-shaped rainbow. So <laughs> your verbal painting is a good one. Heidi. All right. There we go. So yeah, you've got that ponding that happens and inevitably there is going to be some sort of a hole that builds up there and then all that water that is being captured in the concave chimney cap is going to be flowing down into the living space. Hmm. So I saw that yesterday. I see that often. And you're going to want to make sure that's not happening with yours because then you're going back to rot mold, termites, etc. I wonder who designed that. That's a little bit unusual. You know, often they actually are designed and installed properly, but over time they go the other way. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Snow or whatever just kind of oh, crushes okay. them. So you'll want to take a look at that as you're getting up onto your roof. And now I should mention that as you're doing your yearly summer prep inspection, don't do anything that you think is dangerous. Something I learned a long time ago is that if you think something is unsafe, then you're right. And I keep asking you about these crampons. Uh-huh. I, I mean, there are crampons. Couldn't somebody put those on the bottom of their shoes if they're worried about slipping? Uh, yes, but, you know, there's the risk of damage to the shingles oh. and better off... Like, for example, you know, I'll tell this story briefly, but I used to do a diving inspection business. I would actually get into drinking water storage tanks and, dive and, and, and inspect and clean. Right. And what I found is I hired a guy whose favorite phrase was, I can't. Mm. And he was right. <laughs> You're, although I, we think we, I think we talked about this on another podcast and I tried to say there are certain people who are really confident and they tend to be macho. I can, I can, I can. But I know a neighbor who actually fell off his roof two separate times. One time he broke his shoulder pretty severely and I think the next time it was his hip or something. So two times putting up Christmas lights he fell off his roof. He thought he could, but he couldn't. So sometimes even when they think they can, they can't. <laughs> right. If you think you can't, you're right. If you think it's unsafe, you're right. Go hire somebody. And if you think you can and you really can't, then join the rest of us. Get who... somebody like Garth with his nice rubber bottomed boots and his You know, I actually hired somebody on my agility. own home i mean i'm i'm uncomfortable on roofs i spend you know time on roofs every day right but my own roof is way too steep for me and i'm not going up there and i hired a guy who was very comfortable getting up there and you know he did a great job really yeah 
Fascinating. As a matter of summer prep, as relates to the roof and the shingles, yeah, only go up there if you know that you're going to come down in one piece. Amen to that. Let's wrap this segment up. In the next one, we're going to talk about uh, other items to take a look at that are still roofing related. And then we'll go into things like sprinklers and cooling systems, etc. And what about the raccoon screens in the fireplace? Do we want to hit that real quick? Yeah, let's do that. One of my favorite stories is actually I went into a home and the buyer beat me in there. But he actually found raccoon pups on the grill that was just barely above the firebox in the fireplace. Oh, wow. And they had been, I don't know if they had fallen there from the nest or if they, you know, if that's actually where the mama raccoon was placing them, but they were chirping. I don't know what a raccoon pup uh, does. Interesting. But, you know, this guy scooped up those raccoon pups and he went and, and fed them to a local snake that he knew. <laughs> but what had happened is the raccoon mom was using the chimney flue for a house. I see. For a bedding place. Mm. And so the fix for that is to, A, prevent the mom from being able to get onto the roof, and B, prevent her from being able to get into the chimney flue. Okay. So they do have fireplace screens designed specifically for that inside the chimney, right? Right. And you'll want to make sure you go with a proper screen. If it's too fine and it gets plugged up, then carbon monoxide doesn't leave and everybody in the house dies. Oh, good point on that. So you don't want to do a do-it-yourself sort of you a screen. You don't want a tight mesh screen then, it sounds right. like. Yeah. And I actually had a client yesterday ask me about that. They said, well, that'll prevent the raccoons, but what about the wasps? Mm. And I said, you just got to deal with the wasps because you can't put a screen that tight oh, yeah. on a chimney the cap. The soot and the ashes would probably fill up the holes really quite rapidly. Yes. Even if it's a gas fireplace, mm. you can just get small stuff. You want to make sure that you've got the right sort of barrier to Ooh, prevent those critters from... Okay. Okay. More information, homemedicusa.com. If you need more information, you can go there. If you need a pro, you can email me, garth at homemedicusa.com. Garth is the expert and he knows all the other experts as well. Yeah, I know the guys who are good and the ones who are not so good. <laughs> And we'll, uh, if you want one of the guys who suck, we'll get you one of those. But I'm, I'm guessing don't. you, you probably... Come on, our listeners don't want the guys who suck. <laughs> Please send me somebody who is so bad at his job that he's barely making it. Now, if you need somebody who's good, I can let you know. You know, even if it's a realtor because you're tired of all the raccoons in your house. I've got those guys too. Yes, you do. All right. And uh, thank you, Heidi. And finally, and as always, you are welcome as always. Be yourself because only Heidi looks that good in a black jacket. Oh, thank you, Garth. Hi, this is Julia McKay with your natural solutions tip for the day. And today we're going to give you a neti pot recipe. If you're feeling a little bit under the weather, Garth swears it saves his life on a regular basis. But if you're feeling a little under the weather, you put a few drops of some specific essential oils in a cup of very, very hot water and breathe it in and it clears your airways and does all sorts of amazing things in helping you get well. If you'd like to know our recipe for our specific neti pot, go ahead and reach out to us at naturalsolutions at homemedicworld.com.